Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW Movie Review. It's the first time I've had to say that. It's a little weird. This show used to be called just Lloyd in Wonderland until I decided it was really complicated when the network's name is Lloyd in Wonderland. And if I want to describe this show, I have to go the show, not the, not the, not the, the company. It's, it's really fucking irritating. But since we named a, we got a bunch of new shows. We're up to eleven now. Um, I decided I'm just going to change it a little bit because all the rest of the shows, <clears throat> excuse me, all the rest of the shows are like LIW American Horror Story review. LIW Gotham Review, LIW The Twilight Zone Review, like shows I, shows we're doing, LIW Blank Review, so I just decided we're reviewing movies, I, I decided, not, I thought about doing LIW Shitty Movie Review, but then I gotta censor it everywhere I go, because fucking iTunes won't allow that, so, just went with movie review, you can look at the quality of the movies, <clears throat> excuse me, this, this one, this month's episode, I should say, doesn't quite fall in the category of shitty movie review. Um, it is a review, don't get me wrong. It doesn't qualify as a shitty movie. It's a, at best, overrated movie review. Um, it's a... I have a weird, complicated history with this movie. Where I used to watch this movie a lot growing up, when I was real young. And then I didn't watch it for the longest time, because I kind of went, you know what, fuck this movie. I started to see how other people reacted to it, and I hated the whole goth thing, and I think once I got into The Crow, once The Crow came out, I was like, oh, that's, it's like what I was looking for in that movie, but this one's all that, so I like it, The Crow, that is, and so I was like, oh, I don't need everybody to touch hands anymore. It's kind of like, um, I was, I, I really like like five or six songs by the band Stabbing Westward, and I'm like, ah, oh, they're almost so good, but then most of their music is kind of terrible. And then a few years ago, I really got into Nine Inch Nails again, and I'm like, this is what I was looking for with Stabbing Westward, so I don't really need Stabbing Westward anymore. It was like a good stepping stone, I guess is a good way to put it. So this movie is a little odd, because I wrote about it in my book, uh, 100 Things That'll Burn in Hell. The biggest problem I have with, this mo- with the movie Edward Scissorhands is the fact that it's called Edward Scissorhands, and that's what it's about. So basically, the character and the plot are the biggest problems. Um, I didn't remember most of this movie, because I don't think I've seen it since 1994 or 5 or somewhere in there. So I didn't remember why he had scissors for hands, and the movie ended. Um, I watched it last night with Bree, and I still don't know why he had scissors for hands. So, okay, scratching that out. Doesn't matter, apparently. Scratch and get it like scissors do. I'm going to go ahead and carve that out of the... <laughs> but I don't, I don't get it. I didn't remember the whole Vincent Price side story of him being the inventor, or I guess the backstory of him inventing Edward in a cookie factory, which I was a little confused by. He had like a weird cookie press that was all whimsical and like a Rube Goldberg type thing all on its own. He didn't need any um, slaves there or workers, minimum wage workers. But it would like press the cookies and he's like looking at it and he holds up a cookie heart to the one machine. He's like, oh, and then there he gets the idea to make Edward. So I didn't know Edward was a goddamn robot, a robot. I had no idea. I had like, I, if you gave me 10 guesses to guess why he was a scissored hand man, I would have never guessed robot. Never. Um, by the way, if you don't listen to the Twilight Zone review show I do, that's why I'm saying robot. Um, they say robot. Instead of robot, it's a little weird because it's the 50s, 60s. So that's just how I got used to saying it. So deal with it. 
Anyway, he's a robot. Had no idea. <clears throat> That's very weird to me. Seems really highly unnecessary. He could have just been a guy who lost his hands. And then, so the doctor was like, hey, in the meantime, I'll put these scissors on your hands. And then, it's really storming outside now. You hear that? I don't know if you can hear that. It's one of the few times a year it rains in Phoenix. Um, so, I guess my main problem is, okay, you're building a robot. I get that. Tim Burton, oh, I'll get into that in a sec. We'll get into the Tim, Tim Burtonisms in this movie. And what I think about him and his career and the two sides of him. Um, but first getting into this. So Vincent Price builds a robot. He's built as the inventor. He does a great job in this movie. It's like three years before he died. I think he died in 93, if I remember correctly. But this is 1990. So he goes and he builds a robot. Okay, I get that. And then he's waiting on the arms. I, can't, I, I think he's building them. He's an inventor. I assume he's building them. He's not waiting on Amazon Prime. There is no Amazon Prime. I think he's just waiting to build them properly. So he's like, hey, in the meantime, I'll give you these scissor hands. These giant, like, metallic, dangerous scissors on your hands. And that'll be our fix. And then he goes, eventually in the movie, I'll just do this fast, for the, the backstory first. He goes, oh, here's your hands. And he presents them in a box. And it's fine. And it's fun. And he, but then he immediately dies and falls over, and Edward kind of cuts up the hands on accident. He like grabs him as he's falling, and then the uh, the fucking hands are falling apart. And then he's like, he never gets his real hands. And I'm like, why would you put fucking scissors there in the meantime? I don't understand this. I don't. All you're doing is making his life a living hell. He would actually be better with two nubs, right? Like nubs you could press together, pick up a fucking. A, the remote. Say he has a TV there. I don't know. The like Kiki can fucking open a doorknob with two nubs. With scissors, he, he can't do shit. If there's not a complicated lock he can stick it in like later, there's nothing he can do. And it's fucking pointless. Okay, so getting past that, the inventor dies, and then Edward's there for who knows how long. He's a robot. He doesn't age. Um, Dane Wiest is going door-to-door. And then she's selling Avon. But I, li- I like this part of the movie. I like the small... It's, this thing was shot in Florida, and these houses really look like this, but they painted them. But I like the... Uh, someone having a door-to-door job in a tiny, tiny community. I fucking... I like that idea. It's funny. It's like the funniest part of the movie for me. Because she goes door-to-door, and her neighbors are like her friends, and they go, you know I don't buy anything from you. Why are you here? You were here last year. I didn't buy anything then. She's like, I know. Bye. And I like that part. Diane Weiss did a great job in this movie. Um, I think me and Brie fell in love with her all over again. I haven't seen her in a while. But I, I liked her in this movie a lot. And then so she goes up to the uh, scary, spooky castle in this town. It's very unrealistic, but you got to, that's kind of part of the fantastical element in Tim Burton movies, you know? Because this is like idyllic, on the uh, 1950s neighborhood, like all the husbands are gone at once. They all come home at the exact same time. On Saturday, they all go golfing at literally the exact same time, like clockwork. But then you pull back and you see that there's a giant towering castle on a hill overlooking this place, and it's spooky and scary. And it's the only thing black. All the houses and all their outfits are pastels. It's fucking cool looking. It's 1980s, but 1950s style. Like all the houses and cars are 50s style, but all their outfits are 80s. It's weird. Um, well, I guess the cars weren't 50s. They were 80s. They had like a little Hugo-looking thing. Um, but it was like that style of that, that theme 
of the fifties slash maybe early sixties at the mo- at the latest. But uh, I, I like that part. I like that part of it. And then you see the castle, and, and it's supposed to be haunted. And then Diane Weiss goes up to it, and she op- she gets past the gates, and she realizes it's like beautifully landscaped. And I'm like, there's no Hispanics in this neighborhood. I doubt it. But then he re- reveals that Edward was doing it. And she goes up in the attic. She just walks in. It's like one of those classic um, horror movie things, like with Dracula and stuff. They always just wander into the house. Oh, I'm here. Just going to wander all the way upstairs to your attic. Because that's what normal people do. Whatever. It's you got to suspend a lot of disbelief in this movie. Because it's so Tim Burton-y. She goes up to the top and she finds Edward there like huddled in the corner. And I'm like... He, I like this part too. Because he's like a scared cat or an animal. But she's like, why are you hiding in the corner? And out loud I'm just like... Because it's my fucking house, bitch. Like, get, You don't walk into someone's house and go, why are you doing that? Like, Why are you asleep? That doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, I'm in the corner because you're in my house. You're invading my space. You are actually doing a B&E right now. Fucking crazy. But anyway, she takes him home because she sees the scissors and his scars. And I like the whole, she's like, maybe Avon has a thing for the scars. I have to consult the manual. (laughs) She's all cute. She takes him home. And then it kind of goes into that fish out of water thing, which I really liked. Um, The, uh... He can't. Ha- he doesn't know what most modern things are in this world. The waterbed thing, which they abandoned real quick. He uh, like pokes the waterbed with his scissor, and it sprays water, and he puts a little pillow over it, and that's it. And later on, he goes to bed on it, and that's never a problem, really. <laughs> it just somehow healed itself during the day. Was, you know, you got to get clothes on, and she starts dressing him in like suspenders, and, cl- and he keeps clipping them. And then the husband gets home, who's Alan... Alan Arkin, and he could not be more allowing of this man in his home. It was adorable. Um, he's just like, yeah, he's here. All right. I was like, there's no, not, they didn't show a scene where he's like, what the fuck are you thinking? He's dangerous. He's got knives on his hands. They didn't show that at all. They didn't do any of it. I like it. Uh, on a writer's character, Kim is out of town, they explain, with her boyfriend, who's played by Anthony Michael Hall, who is doing his damnedest to break away from the 80s movies with John Hughes where he played a skinny dork. He's doing his very best to get away from that. I like that. He play, He kind of plays the bully boyfriend. I think he was just like, I want to play literally the opposite so I break this curse, which didn't really work because then he was irrelevant until the dead zone. And then after the dead zone, he's irrelevant until Dark Knight. And that was seven years ago now. So I don't know what the fuck else he's doing. He's, I think he just do whatever he wants. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing with his life. He's probably in like movies I just never saw. Um, um, where am I? Um, yeah, the, the husband gets there. He's the last man. And then there's a bunch of scenes in a row. I don't want to go too much through the movie. I'm just doing the setup. A bunch of scenes in a row where he's he's talking to the neighbors. They all start. He starts cutting the hedges, and then they all like it. He's really good at it, and they do these stupid scenes. <laughs> I like I like it, but I also don't. It's cheesy. But it worked for the movie, where he's, it's just a close-up of Johnny Depp, like, moving his fingers really quick, and like, and you hear the sound effect. And then it's just a guy below camera, like, like, throw, like blowing hair or, like, part of the bush up at him to make it look like it's flying off. He's so quick. And it's, like, 54 scenes of this in the next 22 minutes. It's, it's ridiculous. He cuts several bushes, several hedges, I should say. 
and then several dogs, and then he starts cutting the human hair. All the women, all the women in this are, it's funny, one of the the husbands are at work, they all gossip, and they get together in the yard, and they're all, like, in each other's business, and it, it actually managed to not be irritating. Most of the time when you see that shit, you're like, fucking bitches, like, stay, like, stick to your own shit. But it actually, like, worked, and they kind of, like... But they left voicemails, and they'd be like, come on, what's going on? Like, they were actually trying to get the information. They weren't just just trying to talk shit about each other until later. But I liked, I liked all that stuff. It was just too long. It went on for, like, 35-something minutes of just them. At one point, I went, well, how far in this movie are we? And I looked, and I'm like, oh, we're halfway. We're 47 minutes in, or 54, or something like that. Some gap in there. And I'm like, oh my god, there's another half of the movie left. And all they've done is have him try to eat. And then, which I don't know why he was eating, because he's a robot. Um, they, I don't know why they did so many scenes in a row of him cutting hair and hedges and shit like that. But then they try to get him like a job and try to get him his own salon. And, and I'm like, they spent a lot of time on him applying places and getting loan applications and being denied. And then it just kept going. I just feel like a lot of the movie was there in that in that section of the movie instead of later on when it kind of falls apart. It got it, it did get you too comfortable with the characters, uh, which I think is what he was going for. I'm not really sure. Anyway, they they do a lot of anything. Michael Hall he drops her off and then beer cans fall out. He drops Kim off and then Kim shows up at the house and then she scares the, he scares the shit out of her. Edward does because he's in the bed and then he wakes up scared. And I do like I do like when he's he tries to hide from her by just sticking his knives over his hand, his face. And I'm like, that was adorable. Like, he is an adorable character. Like, I'll get into Johnny Depp later, but he does a great job of making him, like, adorable. And like, oh, he's like a scared little animal. Like, hiding behind something he thinks can actually hide him from her vision. But there's not a chance of that. He's, like, so innocent and weird that he thinks that's going to work, and it won't. So, you know, she freaks out, blah, 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 and moving on. They, eventually, the boyfriend, Anthony Michael Hall, realizes that um, Kim is starting to like Johnny Depp's character, Edward, Edward Scissorhands, I believe is his name. Um, let me check. Yeah, his name is Edward Scissorhands. He has scissors for hands. Um, classic name. Um, good naming skills, I guess, in this movie, at the very least. Anyway, they're falling for each other. He goes on TV, and he kind of reveals. And he, like, stares at her through the TV, and Anthony Michael Hall feels it. And it was weird. He's he's on TV, and she's, like, she's asking him about why he wants to open a salon and stuff. And he goes, you know, I want to do it. And he talks really quietly, and he's adorable. And then then she goes, "Do do you have a girlfriend or anything? And then he stares at the camera for so long that Anthony Michael Hall turns to Kim and goes, wow, he's staring at you. Like, whoa. Like, everybody feels it, apparently. Like, he, it's not possible. So I'm like, okay, well, there's more of that fantastical stuff you got to just get, get through if you're going to buy this movie, which, whatever. It's like it's told like a fairy tale. Because in the opening scene, it's old Winona Ryder telling her granddaughter about this guy. And you don't ever really know if it was real. She's just telling her granddaughter a story. Anyway, so... Anthony Michael Hall starts to get really jealous. Um, Kim eventually realizes he's a fucking psychopath after they break into his dad's house. Okay, this is a complicated story, plot line. It made no sense. It could have done something easier. I had to look it up because I didn't understand it. Anthony Michael Hall, his dad is rich, but Andy's out of town. 
So he gets Johnny Depp after he knows Johnny Depp can open locks. Excuse me, Edward Scissorhands. Two open locks because he has scissors for hands. And he goes, okay, we'll bring him along. He can break in and he, we can steal stuff. <clears throat> okay, follow this. They're going to steal stuff from their, his dad's house. House, not house. Steal it from the house. Sell it. Sell that stuff. Get money. Use that money to buy a mattress for his kick-ass van. That's apparently what the plot line of this little section was. His little heist plan. That's what that was. And I was like, holy shit. Why do you have to go get so complicated with it? This is like a six-tier story. Or six-tier heist plan. I don't fucking get it. But anyway, Edward Scissorhands breaks in. And then they just leave him. Because the cops get called. The, silent, the alarm goes off. And then, you know, Edward gets arrested. And then it's, this is kind of when the downfall starts to happen. Um... And you kind of realize what the movie is at this point, and I will get into that when I'm done. <clears throat> um, a lot of, a lot of stuff where it's falling apart. The the slutty girl next door um, starts to try to fuck him. I think it's Kathy Baker. I think it was her, right? Um, she tries to fuck him, and she's like really turned on when he's cutting her hair. She like owes. It's fucking weird, but she tries to fuck him, and then the chair falls back. He's just laying there. It's not like a. He's so innocent and scared that it's not a willing participant in this because he didn't try to stop her. You can't use that argument like, oh, if he didn't want it, he would stop her. Like, he doesn't know what's happening. He's a robot. He, but he just lays there, and then the chair breaks, and he gets up and runs away. And she's like, you can't just do that, you know. I was like, god damn. And then later on, she tries to be like, he, you know, one of the neighbors that goes, you know, he basically borderline raped Joyce. I was like, god damn, lady. Fucking psycho. This is what I'm talking about. They get, like, more catty. They get really, really catty. Um, where am I going here? Where am I going? Where am I at in this movie? And there's a lot of scenes of, you know, um, Edward starts to go crazy because everyone's turning against him. And Kim is fighting with Anthony Michael Hall's character, Jim. Jim and Kim, they're perfect for each other. Um, but they're fighting a lot, and then he starts to get really defensive over her. And then he, But he accidentally cuts her hand, so Anthony Michael Hall attacks him. Uh, Edward Scissorhands runs off, starts slashing all the the bushes, the hedges that he cut, and he carved into like a ballerina, and he slashes a tire for some reason. And then he he does like the lowest low rent version of a GTA spree, where he just like ah oh, do this ah fuck it I'm done, and walks back in the house. Um, they go out in the yard, and um, <clears throat> he he saves the kid from Jim's van. Because Jim's friend is driving drunk and almost hits the kid, but he pulls he pulls uh, the younger or Kim's brother, younger brother, I forget what his fucking name is, who cares, out of the way, and uh, like goes, "How are you? Are you okay?" And then accidentally cuts his face, but it looks like to the neighbors that he's just destroying this boy, like Freddy Krueger, which ironically Johnny Depp was killed by. I did like the fact that Johnny Depp was killed by a waterbed in Nightmare on Elm Street, the original, and then takes his revenge out on this fucking waterbed in this movie. I do like that. Anyway, he's, he accidentally cuts the boy and they freak out. And Jim beats the shit out of him. And then um, Edward Scissorhands, I forgot his name right there. That was weird. He cuts, his, cuts him, his arm, and then runs away. Because Winona Ryder's like, run. And then he runs back up to the, the uh, castle, the evil fucking castle. And then this fucking the whole town just follows him up there. And the cop takes a shot in the air and goes, it's over. Go away. Nothing to see here. It's over. And then... Joyce is like, I demand to know what's happening. What's going on? Is he dead? Did you kill him? What's going on? I demand. And then you get that whole thing. 
But he leaves the cop. The cop leaves, that is. And they all go up there. But first, Winona Ryder goes up there, Kim. She runs up there, and then the, ca- the roof caves in a little bit. When he's fighting with Anthony, Anthony Michael Hall, is also up there with a gun, who misses shooting Johnny Depp from about six and a half feet. He misses him by about four feet. And I'm like, that's fucking amazing. You were the worst person with a gun. I guess he was drunk, though, right? So I guess, okay. Oh, you know what? I forgive that. Um, they start fighting. The roof caves in and hits him. Anthony Michael Hall's beating the shit out of him. When a rider hits him in the back of the head with a club thing. That's, you know, that old thing. It's in every fucking movie. But Anthony Michael Hall, like, beats the shit out of Kim on several occasions. And I'm like, this is the other side of that 50s, 50s marriage. That's it's the other side of that, where you get the violent, aggressive dude who, and the woman who... But this woman stands up for herself. Like, you know, you see that a lot in old movies where this woman has to take it. That's her life. They have kids. But Anthony Michael Hall gets flat out stabbed. Edward fucking stabs him right in the goddamn chest and just kind of releases him through the window and fell to the ground, dies. Renona Ryder is like, you know, they say goodbye to each other. She runs down, um, you know, meets people out there, and she kind of goes, he died, the roof caved in, blah, blah, blah. He's dead. And she goes out, and then they all leave, and then it cuts to uh, one old Renona Ryder in, in their chair, and then the little girl going, how do you know what happened? And she goes, because it wasn't, I was there for it or something. And you re- it reveals that it was Renona Ryder, and I'm like, I knew that the whole time, and then they showed her in the beginning, and it was like a weird reveal, and I'm like, no shit, that wasn't a reveal, that wasn't a surprise. I went ahead and figured that out on my own. Who else will be telling the fucking story? Um, fucking weird, I don't know. So, that's how the movie ends, kind of. She's telling her little granddaughter, I guess, that, you know, I was there, and, uh, you know, he's still up there, and I never saw him again. And her granddaughter's like, how do you know she, he's up there then? She goes, you know, it never snowed before he came, and now it still snows. And it kind of does that little flashback of when he was cutting an ice sculpture, and then it was snowing down on her, and she was, like, dancing in it right before Anthony Michael Hall showed up. And uh, But it shows Edward in his attic cutting these huge blocks of ice down to, you know, he's basically recreating scenes from the movie. And I'm like, oh, that's really sweet. Where the holy fuck did he get 16-foot blocks of ice? And how did he carry them up? And why is... That room is so fucking flimsy. That ice would weigh a ton. And it would crash through that fucking floor. This bothered me. And I realized I'm supposed to suspend disbelief. And I get that. And I did up until this point where I'm like, where did he just magically had a giant block of ice? Like, it kind of made sense earlier because Diane Weiss probably just bought one. And went, hey, carve this down for my for my Christmas party because that's what the earlier scene was. But this one makes no sense. Who did he order ice? And he's always out in his yard. And I'm like, what are the odds that nobody from the town just eventually over that 80 year gap went up went outside and went, hey, there's Edward. And they said she said he was dead. That lying bitch, Kim. Goddamn, Kim, you lied to us. Like nobody fucking did that. But where did he get the goddamn ice? Who's on his side? Did Winona Ryder bring him ice to make it snow? And why would the snow travel all the way down that hill into her yard? Like, she never moved from that house. Okay, I get that. That does happen sometimes. But how much did she really love Edward Scissorhands, where she has a grandchild now? I mean, she moved on, like, probably immediately. 
I guess it was, she probably waited a while because that granddaughter was really young and she was really old, Winona Ryder's character. She was like 90-something and that little girl was like, I don't know, six, seven, somewhere in there. But like, so maybe she didn't have a kid till she was 52 or something. I don't know. I'm just guessing here. I just, it was, but I guess I'll get into the, the things I want to talk about before. Now that we're fucking half an hour or some shit into the show, 24 minutes. Um, this is <clears throat> what I feel about um, Tim Burton, Johnny Depp, and the movie. All combined. I'll do one at a time, I guess. Um, the movie was... Hmm, no, I'll do Johnny Depp first, because it doesn't segue in the others, others, but the other one does. Johnny Depp tries in this movie. This is one of his first movies, I guess. Um, he's not in a whole lot before this. He's in a couple small roles. Nightmare on Elm Street was his first. And then he's in like a small role, Platoon. A couple of movies. Crybaby was another movie he made in the same year. And he started, he, he was ending his 21 Jump Street thing right before this movie. Um, but so it's kind of one, he tried, I guess is what I'm getting at. He used to try. And it's nice to see that because nowadays he doesn't do shit. He doesn't try at all, he doesn't do anything. Um, he's not willing to do fucking anything. He he seems like he just went, uh, fuck it, I'll, I'll be a weirdo, and that's it. And it, it started with this movie, and I get that. That's kind of why I hated this movie, because it started off this, hey, it's it's uh, Johnny Depp, and he's he's weird. Because, okay, look at their six mo- or seven or eight movies, where the fuck they're at now. Edward Scissorhands, he plays a weirdo with white skin. Okay, right? And then Ed Wood, he plays a normal guy. Ed Wood's an amazing movie. And then what they do after that? Let's, Sleepy Hollow. He plays Ichabod Crane, right? Uh, weirdo, white hair, fucking weird. Um, the next movie they did, they did Charlie Chocolate Factory. Weirdo, white, ha- weirdo, white face. Not, I didn't mean to say hair before. He play, it looks like everybody's great aunt in that movie, basically. And they did like uh, let's Alice in Wonderland. What the fuck else did they do? Dark Shadows. You're noticing a theme here where he plays a weirdo with a white face. And then, what's that fucking cartoon one they did? Corpse Bride. Same thing. Weirdo, white face, blah, blah, blah. Um, sure, I'm forgetting one. Fuck it. Moving on. But Johnny Depp can try when he wants to. Like, he's great in Fear and Loathing. He's great in even Donnie Brasco or Blow. He's great in those movies. What's Eating Gilbert Grape? He's great in. The movie is not fantastic, but he's great in that movie. Um, he tries. Even Nick of Time, that not great movie. He's great in it. He he tried, at least, I should say. But he's kind of getting sleepy. You can kind of tell. Like, From Hell is a, not a great movie, and he looks like he's just tired. And it's right before he did Pirates of the Caribbean, and that's when he just changed. Because Once Upon a Time in Mexico, terrible. Terrible movie. Secret Window, he doesn't fucking try at all. Finding Netherland, he just tries to be charming and doesn't do anything. Um, let's see the new ones. Public Enemies, I like the movie. He doesn't really do a whole lot in it, but he doesn't not try. You know? I do like Michael Mann a lot. But The Tourist is one of the worst movies and performances I've ever seen in my life. I make fun of it at no end. I did a LIW Improv Theater episode where I had Johnny Depp in here, and I made fun of him for the entire episode about The Tourist. He, he, I fucking hate that movie, and I hate him in it. And even worse than him in it, though, is... What's her fucking nit? What's her tits? Angelina Jolie. What's her new tits now, I guess? And then a bunch of movies like... 
I just never watched because I was done with him. Like, I barely watched Transcendence. I didn't really want to. And the movie's okay. He's kind of boring in it, though. He's kind of, oh, yeah, I'm drawing it up. Like, he's literally a robot in that movie. The Lone Ranger, never fucking bothered. Why would I? Um, Into the Woods, he just plays a little werewolf for a second, and then he's done. Um, never saw Mordecai, never will. Anyway, the last movie we just saw, I just saw with him was Black Mass. And he's great in it, and he tries... It's just the movie's kind of lackluster. It was a good movie. It was just kind of um, well, like, a, like a silencer on it. It was just kind of like never really popped, never got, oh, there we go. It was never that, those moments where you go, whoa. And I feel like if you mix Black Mass with Public Enemies, you would have an amazing movie. Like those two, because they, they both missed something the other one didn't. Like Black Mass kind of built the characters up a little bit. And then Public Enemies didn't do that at all. And it was all those moments. They're just like, Mafia moment, Mafia moment, Mafia moment. And then that's what Black Mass was missing. So if you combine them, they'd be a perfect puzzle. And I think we should do like a, like a fan edit, like a super cut. Let's do it. Not by let's, I mean you guys. So here's a little more Johnny Depp and I'm moving on. He's doing another Alice in Wonderland movie. Well, not with Tim Burton this time, though. And he's doing another Pirates of the Caribbean. And it's just called Dead Men Tell No Tales. He's fucking still doing it. He just won't stop. And I'm, I don't know. I'm fucking done with it. Uh, I've been down, done with Johnny Depp for a while now. Have we done a Johnny Depp movie on here? I think we have. I just forget what it is. Um, maybe not. Maybe we haven't. Maybe I just brought him up before. Um, moving on to... Let's get into the movie itself. And then I'll get into Tim Burton after that. And then we're done. Get the fuck out of here. Tim Burton... Or, excuse me. This movie is... A, like an updated version of Frankenstein, obviously. And I realized... Okay, let's just do both at once. Um, Tim Burton loved himself some Frankenstein. This movie is a perfect combination of Beetlejuice, Frankenstein, and... Um, what's that fucking movie he did? The Nightmare Before Christmas. It's like a weird combination of all of those movies. And he did two out of three of those. But look at... Look at Tim Burton... Um, this movie's about Frankenstein, right? And then he also did Corpse Bride, which is like a Frankenstein thing. Then he also did Frankenweenie, which is a Frankenstein with a dog. And then all of his movies are like set in this weird little time, in like the vague 50s-ish. Like even Batman, like those movies are like set in a weird alternate 50s or 40s, 50s, somewhere in there. Mars Attacks is a sci-fi movie from the 50s. It's like, Mars Attacks is great, though. But, like, he loves this time period. He loves it. Charlie Chocolate Factory is in this weird dystopian thing. So he's more of a world world creator. And to that end, he is a great... He does a great job. He creates a great atmosphere and mood. And him and Danny Elfman work great together. They really do. Um, but Edward Scissorhands kind of... It didn't start it, but it, it really, you know, got a got gas in the tank of the fucking goth movement, which bothered me. And he's, like, modeled after, uh, was it Robert Smith from The Cure? And I don't really like that scene or movement, and I think people buy into it too much. And it basically, like, fueled... This movie is responsible for Hot Topic, the store, essentially. Because it kind of kick-started that whole, that age of people, which eventually were the ones who really frequented... Uh, they frequented the the Hot Topic store. They're the ones who buy the stupid fucking suspenders with Batman symbols on it and like 
the Hello Kitty underwear and like that shit. Or they sell it Hot Topic. There's stuff that nobody would actually want. Unless you're trying to make a statement to get people like, hey, look at me. That whole fucking thing. Um, so I don't really... That's mostly why I hated this movie for a long time. Is I'm like, I don't like what people are doing to this movie. Like, they're using it to, to be... Like, for their fashion. It's fucking weird. But um, I do have a thing with Tim Burton. I also wrote about it in my book, The 100 Things That'll Burn in Hell, which is available on lordofwonderland.com and amazon.com for your Kindle. Um, I, I have this thing where I, have, I call him Tim Burton which is not unique, but I also call him Bim Turton, which are his bad movies. Because I believe he is a good filmmaker at heart. He does kind of go too far with his... He tries to embrace and be proud of his weirdness too much, which works with some movies. It worked with this movie. It doesn't work with, like, um, Dark Shadows. Like, I haven't seen Big Eyes, but I assume. Sweeney Todd, I haven't seen either, but I assume. <clears throat> So I'm just going to run down the Tim Burton movies. Uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I like that movie. Beetlejuice. Batman. Um, I don't want to put Edward Scissorhands on that list, but it wasn't horrible. So it's kind of in the middle. Batman Returns is a good is a Tim Burton movie. Ed Wood is amazing. Mars Attacks is really fucking good. I love it. Mars Attacks. Um, Big Fish is amazing. Um, that might be the last great movie he did, or good movie. Um, and that was 2003. That was 12 years ago. Corpse Bride wasn't bad. I guess I'll put that over here. But you know what I mean? They're like, they are developed ideas. He's not trying too hard to do something. Um, it just feels fresh and feels fun and feels cool. And then the other hand, you got uh, Bim Turton, which is um, Edward Scissorhands I put over there. Sleepy Hollow, because that movie fell flat and was boring. And the Planet of the Apes. Holy shit, that's one of the worst movies of all time, that, that, that remake. Um, Charlie and Chocolate Factory, which was better than I thought it would be, but it was still really fucking stupid and boring. Sweeney Todd, I haven't seen, but I'm I'm assuming that goes over here in the Bim Turton. Alice in Wonderland, I would put over there. There's some cool stuff in Alice in Wonderland, and obviously my network is named after Alice in Wonderland. Not so much this movie, obviously, but more the Disney one. Um, Dark Shadows was better than I thought it would be, but I still didn't really like it that much. It was kind of kind of weird and dumb. I don't like the show. I hated the show. Um, so that goes over here in the Bim Turton. Um, Frank and Weedy, I guess I would put in the, the Tim Burton. And Big Eyes, I haven't seen. And I'm going to go ahead and throw another movie in the Bim Turton category. Um, Beetlejuice 2, which they just announced, is going to be fucking terrible. There's no need to make that movie. He's working on another movie called Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. That sounds terrible. That sounds fresh. Like fresh hell. Um, Samuel Jackson's in it. Oh, that could be good. Anyway, let's see if Beetlejuice 2 is going on here. Yeah, Winona Ryder's only back. That's the only person. Um, how great is Beetlejuice, though? Beetlejuice is a great movie, right? Love it. Um, so I guess Tim Burton stopped making the exact same movie over and over. You're becoming like Stephen King, the writer. Stephen King has wrote, has written some great things. But he kind of does like a, hey, here's a draft of this. No, no, I'll redo that. I'll redo it. I gotta, I'll do this over here. I'll make it, I'll make it again. Make it better. So to, that, to ignore that, and then here's this. And I... Oh, excuse me, the chair moved a lot. I, I feel like Tim Burton doesn't... He's not quite doing the, the uh, Woody Allen thing where it's like, I'll learn when I make movies. I'll just make movies and learn then. That's when I'll do it. And I'll never really perfect it somehow. I don't get Woody Allen. 
But Tim Burton doesn't quite do that, but he I feel like he's kind of doing that. Like he's just going, I'll make this weird in this town. And then I feel like eventually he's gonna make an amazing movie where he does the this kind of world. Because there are elements from all of his movies that are like this, this weird shit, that I like. And I wish, but it's only those small elements. Like, if he could combine this, the, the city of this, like the, the town, that's cool. I like the characters a little bit, the townsfolk. I didn't care for the main characters, really. Like, Edward Scissorhands I didn't care about. I didn't care about Kim. I didn't care about um, Anthony Michael Hall's character. So replace that with something, something over here. Um, and then kind of like sew it together. He can Frankenstein a movie from his old movies, is what I'm trying to say. This is, this should appeal to him. This should really, you know, get him going. But he's not going to do it, I bet. He's going to keep being weird and making comics to talk to people. I don't know, the guy's a weirdo. Anyway, um, to wrap up, I guess I'm just going to say I gave the movie a six. I originally gave it a five, and then I watched it, and I was like, oh, it was better than I remember. Again, I didn't ever care about Edward Scissorhands. He, he's a sympathetic character, but at the same time, I'm like, he's a robot, so I don't care. In my mind, <clears throat> okay, the memory I had of this movie was that he accidentally stabbed Kim. Like, I thought Anthony Michael Hall's character shoved Kim toward him, and he stabbed her, but instead he stabbed Anthony Michael Hall. It's just a, a, a little, like, you know, a kid's memory of a movie. It was just a little off. Like, it was kind of right, but kind of uh, wrong, and the wrong was very wrong. But, um... Yeah, I guess I liked the movie. I just didn't... Um, I'll probably never watch it again. I don't need to. It, it. I found it highly irritating for about 20 minutes where it just kept repeating itself. Even when Winona Ryder's old and talking to her grandchild, she repeats the same dialogue twice, two or three times, I'd say. Um, anyway, getting out of here. Um, check out loiteringwonderland.com. Loiteringwonderland.com. We got uh, a lot of new shows on there. I'm going to run it down here. Phoenix West Show. This uh, LAW Improv Theater. LAW Movie Review, this show. Um, LAW Nick Cage cast. I'm so excited for this. It's gonna, I think it's going to come out once a month or so. It's like this show. But it's going to be just Nick Cage movies. So that means i got to do Face Off again and Outcast again. That's going to be rough. Anyway, um, LAW The Twilight Zone Review. LAW American Horror Story Review. LAW Fear the Walking Dead Review, which is Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead. Um, LAW Fargo Review, LAW Gotham Review, all these TV shows. LAW Chicago Sports Review, LAW NBA Review. And that is the 11 shows in the network now. So stay tuned. Go check them out on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. Check out the, the Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Um Instagram, LAW Podcast. Twitter, LAW Podcast. Go check us out. Email us. Email questions or movies you want us to do at LordingWonderland at gmail.com. Very simple. It's either Learning Wonderland or LIW Podcast for everything. Um, I am Phoenix West, and I thank you. Go to LearningWonderland.com. Buy, buy my books. We have t-shirts for $23. All the money goes back into the show, so we can buy stuff like cameras and go visual. Like I keep saying, you can jerk off to more than just our voice now. You can see us if you go buy a t-shirt, and we sell enough t-shirts, we'll get cameras. Um, I think that's it. I think that would be all. Um, so I guess don't see Edward Scissorhands or do, I don't care. You're going to do your own thing. People love this movie. Don't get it. I don't get it. Do not understand. (sighs) Whatever. You fucking people. You guys are crazy. Um, so long, citizens.